0: You'll notice on the front cover of your bulletin, there's John pointing to Jesus, which is from the gospel lesson today, saying, Behold the Lamb of God. We just sang the hymn about the Lamb of God. O Lamb of God, sweet Lamb of God, I love the Holy Lamb of God. O worship me in his precious blood, my Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Amen. What a week, huh? Snow on Tuesday, and it's still snow on the ground, even in the trees. It hasn't melted a thing yet. Side streets, slick. What a mess, huh? What a week. We parked the car on, I parked the car on Tuesday night, at leaving the elders meeting. We canceled the elders meeting, came home on Tuesday night, parked the car, and didn't move it till yesterday. Had to go to the grocery store. Perhaps maybe um, if you were staying at home this week, you may have turned the TV on during the day and um, you saw the Senate confirmation hearings. Interesting. I didn't look at them very long, but I did see them briefly when the looking after the questioning the person for the Attorney General, the one for Secretary of State. You see the Senate is confirming, and they call them the confirmation hearings. To confirm means to validate or to verify. So the Senate is trying to validate or verify that these people are qualified to be in the cabinet of the newly elected president. Some people really already through tough questions, some a little bit negative, some positive. Some people spoke in favor of the people, some people spoke in opposition to the people, but it's a confirmation process that we go through when a new president is elected. I don't know what you thought when you thought of that, but I thought of something about confirmation, you and I were confirmed, too, weren't we? To be a confirmed member of this church, you promised. You answered some questions when you joined the church. Do you plan to remain faithful to Jesus Christ, no matter even if it leads to death? And You said, yes. Do you plan to remain faithful to the Word of God? Do you believe in Jesus as your Savior? The creed was you probably used and said, do you believe all this? And you said, yes. And you were confirmed. You were validated. You were verified that you could be a member, a confirmed member of this church. Tough questions. And now we're in Epiphany. The season of Epiphany. Do you know we're going to have one of the longest seasons of Epiphany now that we haven't had for a while? Last year Epiphany was short. Why? Because Easter was early. We had Easter in March. This year, Easter doesn't come until the middle of April, and so all these Sundays leading up to Lent, to the first Wednesday in March, are Epiphany Sundays. And this gives us a chance to reflect and look at who Jesus Christ is. It's going to be a longer season this time. This is a time to consider, do you want to confirm Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord? Are you willing to confirm Jesus That he is the one you want to follow? Think about it. Do you really want to confirm him? Some of the people in the Senate don't want to confirm, obviously. Some of the people that are nominated. And maybe there are people that don't want to confirm Jesus either in their life. So what about us? We have gathered here this morning to worship Jesus. Suppose Jesus had a confirmation hearing, like they are having now in Washington D.C. Suppose somebody asked Jesus, "Where were you born?" And he said, "Well, in a stable." What? I mean, and you said your first bed was a manger. I mean, if you're the son of God, as you say you are, surely you would have come in a royalty, and you'd have been in a splendid place. Not too good of a beginning, right? Oh, and listen, look at those embarrassing ancestors Jesus had. Does he really qualify? I mean, there was King David, who was an adulterer, and then he set up the the wife, or the husband of the person he committed adultery with so he'd be killed, guilty of murder. And then there was Rahab, the prostitute, who was an ancestor of Jesus. Hmm. You really want to confirm this guy as your Savior? Oh, and then he grew up in that dump town of Nazareth, a backward city, poverty, poor. Why wasn't he in Jerusalem in a palace? Oh, and his advanced man, his press secretary. wouldn't need something? More camels hair. Lived out in the wilderness and ate locusts and wild honey. And he advanced, he was his advanced press secretary? And then when he saw him coming, the first time he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Hmm, that's strange. Second day he saw him, he says, Behold the Lamb of God. That was his press announcement when Jesus entered in his ministry. Hmm. Oh, and then he died on a cross. He was executed. Not too impressive of a record. You really want to confirm him? Oh, and then his teaching. What did he tell us? He said, uh, if you want to be great, you've got to be a servant. Do you really want to be a servant? He said, if you want to be first, prepare to be last. Be slave of all. Ha! Huh? Do I want to be a slave of all? You sure you want to confirm Jesus? Maybe you heard on the news yesterday something interesting. Ringley Brothers is quitting. The circus is over. After 146 years, the, service shuts down in, the circus shuts down in May. And it was interesting in the news report why the circus is shutting down. A couple of reasons, they said. It's a new era, and people just aren't interested in going to a circus anymore. Kids aren't interested in it, and besides, the animal activists have shut down the elephants. They don't have elephants anymore. They pastured them out into a, f- a sanctuary in Florida, and so kids can't come and see elephants. Do you remember that? I was like, as a kid, I remember going to the circus when it came to Michigan, and the Three Ring Circus was there, and the elephants were there, and we walked up by them, and now the circus is gone. And the other thing they said was, well, it's a new technology age, and kids are not interested in circuses. They're interested in video games, iPhones, iPads, and all the new technology. And there just aren't enough people that want to go to the circus. It's a new era. The greatest show on earth is over, as far as the circus is concerned. So maybe we're in a new era. Maybe we don't need epiphany. Maybe we don't need to follow Jesus, huh? Could that be? Maybe things have to be different now? Could that be? Interesting that Jesus uh, asked the question to the disciples of John when they wanted to follow him. He said, what are you seeking? Let me ask you, what, what are you seeking today when you came to church? What were you expecting to find when you came here today? What were you expecting to happen? I mean, it's a cold morning. It's icy out. And you got up and got ready and dressed and come to church. What were you seeking? What did you hope to find? Were you planning on finding a lamb? A story of a lamb? You see, lambs took away sin by dying at the altar the lambs were raised taken to the altar their throats slit the blood poured out on the altar in the temple the lamb sacrificed to symbolize the taking of sin away from the people and we came here today to hear about a lamb how well do you know Jesus how well is your passion for him What are you seeking? Good question that Jesus asked those followers that wanted to go with him. He says, what are you seeking? You see, our misdirected seeking today for many people leads to all kinds of problems. To anger, to bitterness, to hopelessness, to sadness. So much seeking today finds little And God has very little bearing on day-to-day activities for many people. Why? Maybe it's because we fail to point people to the Lamb. Maybe it's because we don't quite get what Epiphany is about. The manifestation of Jesus Christ as the Lamb who came to sacrifice himself for you and for me. Today in the Gospel lesson, John points to Jesus and he says, The Lamb... Behold the Lamb. He does it twice. Two days in a row. And notice that the disciples that followed, what did they do? They pointed others to Jesus. They were excited. They found the Lamb, the Messiah, and they pointed him to others. They went and told other people and pointed out Jesus, the the Messiah. You see, the Lamb is the answer to our problems. The lamb is the answer to your hurts, to your pains, to your sickness, to your 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 sadness, whatever it may be that you're dealing with. Because the lamb meets them. The lamb meets the problems that the world has. Because he died for the sins of the whole world. He is the lamb and he deals with the problems that we have and he cares about you he loves you he went to the cross he died for you and forgives you and gives you the gift of eternal life you can live forever with Jesus when you come to the lamb you see in worship when you came here today Jesus meets you here he met you today with the fellow Christians as you greeted one another as you saw each other he's here in this congregation you met him in the liturgy that Pastor Walt let us in you met him in the songs you meet him now you meet him in his meal we're going to eat in a few moments the body and the blood of the lamb for you for your forgiveness for the assurance that you have eternal life that's something to get excited about meet the lamb Him then is the Lamb of God? Or is this a new era and you don't need the Lamb? I don't believe it's a new era. It's a new opportunity for us this epiphany season to draw closer to the Lamb, to realize what a sacrifice he made for us, to learn more about Jesus during this epiphany season. Epiphany means manifestation, the light shines. Jesus is the light. Just as the wise men follow the light to Bethlehem and worship the Christ child will you confirm him as the Lamb of God a sacrifice for your sins your Savior today I pray that you find that rich exciting grace that Jesus is the real thing there's a church in Germany they say that up on the steeple way up on the, high up on the steeple there's a lamb carved into the steeple going up there. The story is, or the legend of the story, is that when that cathedral was built many, many years ago, there was a worker working up there in that area, and he lost his balance on the scaffold and he fell. And When he fell to the ground, the other workers down there felt, of course, he must be dead. And so they ran over to where he had fallen, and he got up, and he barely had, he only had a few minor injuries. Why? Because there were some sheep grazing down below the steeple that was being built, the church. And the worker, when he fell, fell on the sheep, and especially on a lamb. The lamb was crushed, died, but the worker was saved, survived. And so They put a lamb up on the steeple about where the worker had been working to remind the people that a lamb has saved the worker. And that's exactly what you and I celebrate today. The Lamb of God came and he was crushed for our sins. He died for you on the cross for your forgiveness. He was crushed for you because he loves you. He gave his life for you. And of course the amazing thing is the lamb rose again to be the victorious lamb because he came from the grave. And he says, because I live, you too shall live. What a joy. And it's not outdated. It's not something that's a new era. We are living in the joy of epiphany. And it certainly is a time for us to celebrate It's a time for us to confirm who we are. Followers of the Lamb. And that hymn says it so well. I was so lost, I should have died. But you have brought me to your side. To be led by your staff and rod. And to be called a Lamb of God. We're called Lambs of God too. O Lamb of God, sweet Lamb of God, I love the Holy Lamb of God. O wash me in his precious blood, my Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Amen.